Hey there, friend. Are you loving what you're learning here on the podcast? I hope you are. My goal is that each and every week I can give you a small, bite-sized, actionable step that you can take and implement in your business today. And if you're loving the way that I teach, you're liking what you're hearing, then I want to invite you to come on over and take a look at what courses and opportunities I have for boutique owners just like you. You can find all of my coaching opportunities at theboutiqueworkshop.com. That's www.theboutiqueworkshop.com. Come on over, check it out, and see if there might be something else in the library that could really help you build your boutique. Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland. A former boutique owner myself, I love nothing more than chatting with you about all things boutique business. Each week, I'll tackle a new business concept and help break it down into bite-sized, actionable steps that will give you the confidence to build a profitable business. Now, let's get started. We're going to have a conversation about finding a net profit in our time today. My name is Sierra. I'm the founder of The Boutique Workshop, and it is my goal to help boutique owners just like you take complicated uh, topics and break them down into bite-sized, actionable steps that you can take and implement to grow a profitable boutique starting today. That's my goal. One topic, break it down, give you actionable steps so that you don't just keep learning and never do. I want you to implement what you're learning. So bite-sized actionable steps that you can take and implement into your boutique today to build a profit. That is my goal. So when I started my boutique in 2006, I had already built one business completely different than retail, built that and I was finished with that. And I would tend to be a workaholic. And so we have to be able to identify where our weaknesses are with our time management so that we can then correct those and become more efficient with our time. I am kind of a one-woman band. I have Emily, who I love. Like, I have a couple support people. But I own my business by myself. I work from home. And so it's really important for me to manage my time. So when I first started my retail business, I had come from another business that I built and I grew for about 10 years or so. And I developed some really bad habits in that original business that I just moved on over to my retail store. So when I opened my store, those habits came with me. I would tend to be a workaholic versus a procrastinator. So I'm always thinking of the next idea. I like to fill my time with work. It's a struggle for me to sit and relax. I feel guilty if I'm sitting, right? And even when I'm getting a massage or I'm reading a book, it's really easy for my mind to wander to tasks that I need to do or to feel guilty for even taking time for myself. And so I really moved that whole way of thinking into my first boutique concept. And then as I built it and I grew it and I had a team of people and we were opening stores around the country and we had a huge warehouse, those bad habits just expanded. So what I would find myself doing was writing a long to-do list, right? Who, tell, who does this? We think the to-do list and multitasking are gonna help us with time management, but actually both of those things hinder our management of time. So we feel like a to-do list and multitasking are the saviors of our time, right? That's gonna help us manage our time, we're just gonna get so much more done, but really a to-do list and multitasking, and especially if you use both of those things in the way that you run your time in your business, will really hinder our management of our time. And at the end of the day, we, we don't have a profit of time. We often have a loss of time. 
So I would get a to-do list and I would start in the morning thinking, okay, I'm going to be really efficient. I'm going to sit down and write all the things down that I need to do. But tell me if this is you. So when I'd write these down, I'd say, you know, pack the kids lunch, um, book my social media, talk to, you know, Susan about her, you know, her accounting task. Um, talk to Jim about, Jim is my husband, talk to Jim about this, go run to the grocery store and pick up these, make sure to get stuff for this weekend, um, clean my office, make a phone call, look for new customers. Everything that was on my to-do list, are you seeing the pattern here? It was all the things I felt like I needed to do that day or that week, most often that day, but they were all a mix of personal, um, family things, business tasks, um, you know, self-help tasks, whatever, it was all mixed together. And so what happens? We go to our list and of course we want to cross the first thing off the top first. So we look and we say, okay, first I need to pack my kids lunch. Okay, so I'm going to pack my kids lunch. Now that's done. Oh, now I need to schedule social media so that I run over, sit down, start to do that, get distracted, get up from that, go move to the next um, thing that we have to do and we're bouncing all over the place. And there aren't enough hours in the day when we're multitasking when we have our email open, we're listening to a podcast, and we're doing our book work at the same time, right? So we're doing our book work, we're typing in what we need to, receiving our inventory, and bing, an email pops up. Oh, I got an email. We go and check that. At the same time, we're listening to a podcast, right? And so we're half concentrating on that. We make a mistake in our accounting, and our emails get half done, right? And we do this all day long in our business. We jump from task to task to task, not managing our time wisely. And this is what I did for over a dozen years. So I would just carry that thought all or that practice all the way through the weekend and start it all over on Monday again. And I said, what if there's a better way? What if we could actually budget our time in the same way that we budget our numbers? You know, when you create a budget for your business, you say marketing gets this amount of money. And when that money's done, that money's gone, right? Inventory, we have this much to spend on inventory. And when it's spent, it's spent. Or at least that's how you should run it. If you're in the boutique workshop, we're working on that, right? We say payroll, this is what we've allocated for payroll. And when that's spent, when we've met that budget, we're gonna stop with the hours, right? We're gonna scale back on the hours, we're gonna get rid of a person, or um, we're gonna roll those out surplus of hours over for the next week. That's how we build a budget in our business. What if we could build a budget of our time? What if we could say marketing tasks, get this much time every day and or every week? What if we could say our personal life gets this block of time? So if you look at a budget, if you look at a profit and loss, any of you that are in the boutique workshop, you know that we follow along in the Excel sheet that I always give everyone. And it starts at the top with sales. And then we have our inventory, right? Our cost of goods. We have our gross margin. So we have our sales, our cost of goods, our gross profit. And then we have all of the expenses and they each have a place on that spreadsheet. What if we could do that with our time? So instead of a cell in an Excel spreadsheet that would say marketing, admin, computer expenses, memberships, what if it said eight to nine, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 1 p.m. to 3 p.m.? Or what if we blocked it out by day? Monday a.m., Monday p.m., Tuesday a.m., Tuesday p.m. What if we could budget out our time and at the end of the day, end up with a net profit of time. And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can. So I'm at a place now and putting these things into practice, I'm not anywhere near perfect, right? So we always, you know, 
it's a journey. So I'm always falling back into old habits and wanting to be a workaholic and, you know, have to really watch that. But I'm finding more and more that I get to the end of my day. Four o'clock is my time to go for a walk. I go for my hour walk. At five o'clock, I check all my messages on Facebook, make sure I've answered everybody that, you know, that I see. And then it's family time. And I'm finding that after supper, I'm like, what should I do? And I'm still getting all my work done. So what I used to think was if I had my to-do list and if I was working whenever I had a spare minute to work, I would accomplish more. My business would be bigger, right? I would make more money. I would have a quicker, uh, a business that grew quicker and faster, right? But I'm finding that that's not necessarily true. So when I launched the boutique box about two years ago, now I've sold it now, but when I launched it, I thought, what if I could prove that you could build a business, build it to a profitable place and sell it within the confines of a time budget? And so I've been working on just living out this budget of this is what this part of my life in this day looks like. This is what this day looks like. And yes, things come up and emergencies and things like that. But disciplining myself to give myself a set amount of time for a certain project and then at the end of the day, shutting it down and spending time with family. At the end of the week, on a Sunday, shutting it down and spending time with family. And I did it and it worked. And so I wanna be an encouragement to you today if you've been really struggling with the time management thinking, but you know, Sierra, you don't understand, like I have a ton of little kids and I work from home and I'm the sole winner, breadwinner of my family. There's all sorts of excuses we can always make, right? And I said a couple weeks ago, I think it was in the boutique workshop. We get better and better at the things we do over and over again, including making excuses. So the more excuses that you make, the better you will get at making excuses instead of fixing the problem. So I had two young kids when I started my boutique. I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I was building a national franchise brand with no money, <laughs> like doing it from scratch, right? My husband had just taken a job. We were a young family. We moved in the middle of that. I commuted all of those pieces, but you can still figure out how to manage that time by just giving it those, those budgeting pieces in your day. So saying, this is what I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to focus on marketing from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single day. And then whatever I don't get done, I'm gonna take that task and I'm gonna put it into the budget for tomorrow's time, right? And then I'm gonna move to my next task instead of trying to do all the things on the to-do list. So I have one more thing to mention about the to-do list um, and kind of an alternative to that. So remember I said, we got our to-do list here, we write down all the things and they're all a mix of everything. We find ourselves jumping all over the place. What if instead you created lists and you didn't call them to-do lists, but you called them time blocking budget lists or buckets of time and you label them by category. So what if instead of one long running list of all the things you had to do, you had buckets. Here's what I need to do for marketing. Here's what I need to do to take care of my family. Here's what I need to do to take care of myself. And you had that in front of you on your desk or at your counter and you followed that every single day for give yourself a week, right? Give yourself two weeks. Every time something comes up, oh my goodness, I need to go schedule out my social media. I'm gonna put that task into my marketing budget right? Instead of my running to-do list, it's going to go into its own place. And then when I have that time allocated for marketing activities, I'm going to go back to that budget, that bucket budget, and I'm going to do all of the tasks or as many as the tasks I possibly can inside that bucket for that amount of time. And when that time is over, the buzzer dings. And literally some of you guys, you might need to set yourself a watch timer, right? Like 
to get into this frame of mind and this habit. When 12 o'clock, bing, you know, your watch dings or your phone dings, you say, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this amount of time. The money is spent, right? The time is spent. I need to move on to my next budget, my next bucket of budget tasks. You look at that and you say, okay, it's family time. I'm gonna go through this list and I'm gonna do all the things that I can on this family list. And when that time is over, you know, when the kids go to bed and I have another two hours to work, I'm gonna give myself permission to move on from those tasks, to move what I didn't accomplish to the next bucket for the next allocation the next day, and I'm gonna to move to my next budget of time. I just wanna challenge you to give that a try. It's really revolutionized the way that I've looked at my time, and I find myself rarely saying, I hope I have more time in my day. Actually, I did say it yesterday, and I'm gonna tell you why. So yesterday was Monday, um, I promise I'm going to go back to your questions. I just love this topic. I love it because it made such a change in my life. My, my sleep was better. My relationships were better. I've been able to say yes to friends. So a gal asked me last week, a friend of mine said, hey, Sierra, do you want to get your nails done? It was on a Friday. And I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. Because my Friday afternoons are for friends. Like I've allocated that. And it's just, it's, and that's why I love talking about it because it changes how you feel on the inside. And when we feel good from the inside out, our businesses reflect that. So yesterday, Monday, typically I don't do any calls, no coaching calls, I don't do lives, I don't wear makeup, I put my hair in a pony, like you guys know, Monday's my day that I schedule out social, I do a lot of writing, I work on curriculum for the boutique workshop, that's kind of what I do Monday. But for some weird reason, I decided to schedule um, an out of office activity Monday morning, and then I had another one, so I sandwiched in my office hours between my activity out of my office in the morning, and then I booked another appointment in the afternoon. And then I had something at noon as well. And I said at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I had three more hours in the day. And it hit me. Do you know why you want three more hours in the day, Sierra? Because you were not efficient with your time. Instead of putting both those appointments at the end of the day, or moving both those appointments to Friday when I usually do all of my appointments and friends and family things, I, for some reason, I broke my own rules and I put them on a Monday. And so I was bouncing between personal and business all day and I felt like I accomplished nothing. And I'm like, Sierra, you know better than this. So it's always like a struggle, it's a journey. But I will tell you that when you really budget out and put those, um, those time brackets around different times of your day or your week, it completely helps. Okay, let's go back and see what everybody's got to say because I don't want to miss any of this good stuff. Okay. Margie said, I feel like I start one thing and then go to another and hop around and having no idea how much time I'm spending on one thing or another. Absolutely. So here's a practical way to start tracking that, Margie. And you're in the boutique workshop, so go back and grab those. Um, there's two different trackers that I uploaded there. You need to journal it out. Think about food journaling, you guys. I've never food journaled, but I've watched other people in my family food journal. Um, and I know you guys have seen it or you've done it yourself. When you food journal, right, you write everything down and it's so tedious and annoying and I am not a detail person. I hate details. Like I'm big picture. So it's like, oh my goodness, I don't want to really, I had a half a cup of carrots. Oh my goodness. Right. So we don't like doing that. But when there's something about writing everything down, we see it in black and white. We're like, wow, I didn't realize that I had four coffees a day or I had a sugary drink every single afternoon or I drank three Cokes a day. You're like, I don't realize that until I wrote it down. The same thing happens with our time. So if you feel like you're flitting between all the different tasks, before you can either, even combine them and make your budget of time brackets, 
you need to go back and see where you spend most of your time. So I'd encourage you to take two weeks. One week is just not really enough because we always have things come up in a week, right? So like next week isn't going to be a normal week for anyone. It's a family week. It's, you know, a lot of you are doing sales between Christmas and New Year's or you're winding down doing inventory. So for you to just you know, journal out next week isn't going to get you a clear snapshot, but I would do two weeks. So if you can do next week and the week after two weeks of time, journal everything. So the two trackers I have one, um, one shows you like from eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11 all day. And you write the tasks. And the other one is more based on the tasks you do. So if you already know, like I've got business, I have family, I do Facebook lives, I have an online website, you know, you can kind of break those things out, do it that way. But you literally journal everything you do. So you write down 8 to 8.15, checked Facebook. 8.15 to 9 o'clock, checked emails. 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, did my inventory, washed the kids' laundry, like whatever you're doing. And once you do that for two weeks of time and you look at it, you go through and circle, what are the common denominators? How many times a day am I checking Facebook? Way too many. I should not be checking Facebook 14 times a day. But look, at it, it shows me in my time journal that I'm checking Facebook 14 times a day. Okay, I can combine those tasks. I can do it at 8, noon, and 5 or something like that, whatever works in your schedule. So first journal those things out, Margie, and then once you have that, take a look at it and see what activities you could clump together to give you more efficiency. So maybe if you work from home, you do a little personal, a little business, a little personal, a little business, and that's what your day looks like. Maybe it's six chunks of time. Um, maybe if you don't work from home, if you guys have a brick and mortar, between 10 and 5 when you're at your store, you are 100% focused on just your store activities, your business activities, and once you leave and you close up shop, you're done for the day, or you give yourself one more hour after you know the household winds down. Really just think about after you've journaled out where you can combine those tasks and create some efficiency, and what that does just like for a business budget is it gives us a profit of time. So take a, when you say you always feel like you're out of um, hours in a day when people say that, this is what I picture because I'm so visual. So I picture a budget, right? So we've got, let's say our sales are $1,000, our you know cost of goods 500, so we have $500 of gross profit. Then let's say all of our expenses, we have $100 here, $100 there, $50 there, $200 there, and we end up with a net loss, right? At the end of the day, we are losing money in our business. I picture this with time too. If we say from 8 to 11, we're going to do business activities, but then we end up sandwiching in other things, and so we don't accomplish those, we drop those back down, and at the end of the day, that's when we're like, I'm out of time. I have no time left in my day and I didn't accomplish this, I never got to sat down, I want a glass of wine, right? I need to spend time with my husband or I want to call a girlfriend and I have no time left, it's 11 o'clock, I still have work to do. That's our own fault and our responsibility, right? So just learning to be more efficient with those blocks of time and then moving the tasks that we don't accomplish, giving ourselves permission to move those to the next day. Um, okay, the last one, and right now I'm just exhausted and Bridget. I know. <laughs> Susan, you have been busting your rear end getting all of those sales in for holidays, so that's awesome. You, I'm sure you are. You're going to be ready to put your feet up and relax. Um, put it on the calendar. Yes, absolutely, Natasha. So that's a great piece of advice that she's gotten, to put it on the calendar. That's me, too. If I don't, I live by my calendar, so if I don't have something on my calendar, I will forget it. Um, but even in my calendar, so I was doing like coaching calls or consulting calls five days a week, right? I work Monday through Friday and I thought, no, I want Monday for this, I want Friday for this. So I'm gonna do all my coaching and consulting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that's what I've been doing for the rest of this year. 
I'm narrowing that even more. So for 2021, coaching consulting on the phone will be Wednesdays and Thursdays. Coaching live with my people in my groups will be Tuesday. So we can keep refining those things. And then we put what we need to do on the calendar in the correct bracket on the correct day. Um, yes, Heather, I totally agree. You get in a good rhythm and then things throw you off. Totally. Just like me yesterday. Just like me, right? I'm teaching time management and I had a crappy day yesterday. And at the end of the day, really, who was responsible for running out of time in their day? Me. It was me. No one else ran my time. I said yes or no to opportunities. I'm the one who put those things on my calendar, right? I'm the one who broke my own rule about when, what Monday was for. And I paid for it and I could feel it. So, but you know, the cool thing is today I woke up, it's Tuesday. I love this. Anna Green Gables always said this. Today is a new day with no mistakes in it or tomorrow's a new day with no mistakes in it, right? So we can blow it. We can have a whole season of blowing it where we're like, not managing our time well, not managing our money well. And it's okay, you guys, because guess what? Tomorrow we just get to start over. That's the privilege of life, right? We just get to switch gears, slow down, and start over. So I love that. Um, let's see. Procrastination. Okay. PhD in procrastination. Brandy, you're so funny. So Margie and Brandy, I think you're both going to be at the boutique workshop live. You guys will have to talk to each other. <laughs> it sounds like you're both procrastinators. So I don't struggle a lot with procrastination. Um, sometimes I don't do things if I really like am dreading them, but I'm not a huge procrastinator. But I did have a friend that told me once, a wise friend that said to eat the frog. And I think you guys maybe have heard me say this before. So if you're a procrastinator, here's what I want you to do with your time. At the top of your budgeting bucket list, so let's say you have your marketing bucket, okay? All of the tasks you need to do go in that marketing bucket. I want you to put the things you hate doing the most, the things that you really dread, I want those at the top of your list. I want you to eat the frog. So when you get to that marketing bucket, instead of doing all the fun things, you know, making the graphics and doing all the fun stuff, because we all have the things we love and the things we hate, I want you to tackle, excuse me, tackle the things you hate doing first just get them out of the way eat the frog just eat the frog that's what she told me and that's really helped me just eat that frog get it out of the way because when we do that we're actually adding in another layer of efficiency into our time so now instead of just focusing on one type of task we're also knocking out the hardest thing first and of course right we're not going to want to procrastinate all the things that we love doing we procrastinate the stuff we don't want to do so tackle that thing first it will start to feel so good and this is definitely a habit that you have to build. It's not something that you're gonna do at once and you're just gonna be good at it. You're gonna constantly struggle with your mind on like, but I don't wanna do it and I wanna push it off. It's not fun, I feel uncomfortable, I don't feel confident in that. It's not a fun task, I'd rather do this. Accomplish those things first, get them out of the way because everything else will move quicker, right? So when you always in the back of your mind have, I really don't wanna do my bookkeeping. I really don't wanna do my bookkeeping, but I need to, and that's constantly in your mind. Everything else drags on and is slower. When you say, you know what? I'm going to do my bookkeeping first on Friday morning, and my reward for that is I get to do all the other fun things that I love doing in my business. You're going to just power through that bookkeeping if that's your thing that you procrastinate, and you'll be well on your way to end, ending up with a surplus of time at the end of the day. Yes, Kim mentioned if you mark off 70% of that list, you're so ahead of the game. Totally true. So it's kind of what I just said with eating the frog, like get rid of the top tasks first and the other things will just fall in line so much quicker. Um, and she said she's terrible about blocking out time. 
Yes, I um, wasn't the best at it either because I just felt like I, you know, we kind of buy into that lie that if that we're women and we're good at multitasking, we can do, you know, we brag about it, like we can do three things at once. You can't do anything really good, really well. It can't be well done when you're doing all the different things at once. So instead, just focus on one task. If that means turning off your computer so you don't need see your Facebook notifications, um, if it means turning off your email. If it means, you know, closing the door to your office, whatever that looks like for you, um, make sure that you're focused on one activity, that you do it, that you knock it out of the park. Like Kim said, just get that 70% of the hard stuff done, block it out, and then hit the road running. Um, okay, I think I answered all the questions. If not, I'll go back through again. Love it. Sarah said she's going to start time blocking on Monday. I want to know how you did. I want you to report back in and let us know how it goes for you. It can be very eye-opening. I don't want this activity to make you feel guilty, okay? Nothing in my group here, nothing in the boutique workshop, nothing that I coach on should ever make you feel guilty about what you haven't done, what you've done wrong, opportunities you've missed. I want to coach you from a place of seeing the opportunity in front of you. I want to coach you from a place of knowing that it can be better for you guys tomorrow than it is for you today. You might have a thriving business right now, but we can always improve. We can always get a surplus of cash. We can always build more profit into our business and we can always build more profit into our time. And that's where I'm coaching from. So whether you're like, you know what, I just, I've started and then I fell off the wagon and I, that's okay. Pick it back up. Start time blocking. Um, just like Sarah said, she's going to pick a date and she's going to start it in the future. Do that. Um, don't think of it as a new year's resolution. Think of it as a complete shift in the way that you're going to live your business life in 2021. Okay. Yeah, Sarah. So start with that. She said she's drowning daily. Yeah. So I would start with the journaling first because you really need, it's, it's like when I work with my clients and we look at all their financials first. We've got to see the inefficiencies first. If we just put a band-aid on something, it might work for a little while, but we need to dig down into the root. Like what's the root of the plot problem? And that's why I like journaling out your time. And I don't mean journaling like grab a journal and you know, no, that's not me. I'm like, grab a piece of scratch paper, right? Put the, the hours in and just keep that with you in your pocket or at your kind of wherever you are and just scratch out what you're doing in every single um, hour of your day for two weeks period of time. And then take a look at that and see where you can improve. See where you can block and you're gonna do that first. And then you're just gonna keep doing the exercise over and over again over the, the course of the next year and refining it and refining it and refining it. All right. Yes, okay, Kim. I am totally on board with you here. My husband hates that I'm on the phone at night during family time, but I really don't see a way around it. I schedule posts um, and do as much as I can to limit the time I'm on at night, but I can't seem to eliminate. Even if it's built into my time blocks, I hate it. Yes. So my husband's the same way. And I have a friend that runs a multi-million dollar retail business as well. And her husband's the same way too, because they love us, right? They want us. They want our undivided attention. They want the relationship. And so it's coming from a place of love and we know that. So if you're like me, what happens is we get defensive. So they say it and then we get super defensive and then we feel really guilty for being defensive and for guilty for not you know, doing what we know is good for our family or relationships. So I would think Kim about how much time that's taking you for scheduling your posts. Like just time it. I would go to your husband and say, honey, I know this is super important to you and 
I, I want to change because of you. So here's what I'm going to do for the next two weeks. I'm just going to record how much time I'm spending every night on my social media posting, right? So figure out that amount of time and then see if you can't move half of it into another part of your day. So you're starting to shrink that amount of time that you're on your phone at night. See if you couldn't, another option would be to just do it certain um, nights of the week and letting him know like, hey, Tuesday, I'm not going to be on my phone every single night anymore. I'm going to bring it back down to maybe four nights a week or three nights a week. And the rest of the time is going to be for my family. And then give him your phone because I do think, and I'm speaking from a place of humility here, right? That a lot of times we make excuses or we say we can't do things, but we are enabling ourselves. And so give him your phone. So maybe you decide Monday night is going to be family night and you're not, it's going to be the first night that you're not going to be on your phone scheduling. So you're going to give him your phone and say, okay, we're going to try this. I want you to have my phone because otherwise I'm going to fall back into the habit of wanting to grab it. It's an addiction, right? It feels good. I totally get it. Like I fall into that too. Just think of some practical ways. Don't give it up entirely right away. And that would be kind of my last word as I let you guys go today. When you want to make adjustments in your business with your time or in your life with your time, don't go cold turkey. Like, I'm not going to do anything on my phone ever on weekends again or any night after 5 o'clock ever again. If you're on your phone every single night and all weekend long, you will, you'll maybe do that for one or two days and you're going to fall right back. Okay? So figure out what are small steps to get you to your ultimate goal. So maybe your goal is by December 2021, in the evenings, you will no longer be on social media. Okay? So that means by January, you're going to eliminate one day. Then by you know February, you eliminate another day and a half or something like that. So set small goals for yourself and then have someone like your husband or a girlfriend uh, be your accountability partner in it or someone in here as well. Um, just say, here's what I'm going to do. I want you to ask me how it's going and I want you to hold me accountable. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember, that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.